All right. We're recording. I'll let you guys if I watched the game, but I was a little too pissed off at the end of it. And I really don't have my thoughts collected as well as I should have on it. So if one of you wants to talk about the shit show that we're starting with yesterday when we were up six at half and we lost by six. I think we were up eight with like eleven minutes left. Up eight, yep. eleven minutes left in the bonus. Oh, yeah, we had the bonus, which was shocking. <laughs> and instead of, you know, attacking the hole and drawing fouls, getting some of their guys in foul trouble, uh, Malik Hall decided this is my time to test fall away 12-footers. And I think he was like one for 11 on those. Just, uh, just an abhorrent performance. Abhorrent. I don't care. Oh, like the rest of the stretch is still winnable and blah, blah, blah. That's an unacceptable performance from this program. I don't like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and look at it like, oh, you know, we're still in good strides to make the tournament. That's not this program's goal. This program's goal is to make final fours, compete for national championships. And for the third year in a row, this team is completely unable to achieve those goals. It's like they didn't even care that it's your birthday. Exactly. Like, what birthday, the f- <laughs> Thank you. Like, what the fuck, man? First, I get kicked off my parents' health insurance. Now I got to yeah. watch this <laughs> shit. It's fucked up. Yeah, that's the worst part. You got to pay your own bills now. You got to pay your own health <laughs> insurance. Oh. I, um, I think that this is something I think I've been, I don't know if I've been saying it on this podcast, but I've been saying it to a lot of people I talk to about MSU basketball, but this half court offense is just a joke. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is some groundbreaking like reveal or whatever, but this team offensively is bad. Like they're not good. They can't consistently score the ball. They don't put enough pressure on the rim. They don't get paint touches. They don't get to the free throw line. Guys just move wherever and don't really go anywhere you know they're moving without any sort of purpose it's just it's just a jumbled mess if they're not getting out in transition like getting out in transition is fine because you have two guards who can push that pace but but when you're when you're slowing it down and you're getting into the half court like there's nothing there's no there's no post presence where you can drop it in there like that's what i want from this team is to have jackson kohler get at least one touch on the block he doesn't have to take a shot every time. It's just you got to get it. You have to just get the ball into the post at least once. That's what I just kept saying over and over. I was like, we need paint touches. We need paint touches. And I'm seeing Malik Hall dribbling, not getting past his defender, but he's sort of dribbling into his defender and then taking an 18 footer. Like, you don't win games that way. Like, that's not serious basketball. That's just, we don't really know what to do. And the shot clock's at four. So we're going to chuck it up. And that's, I, I think I was talking with, uh, I think I was talking with Combo, and he was saying he was talking about how uh, after I think it was the 2017 season, 2016-17 season, uh, Izzo consulted with Steve Kerr and got some input about how to run his offense. And then the next season was like his most efficient offense, like one of the most efficient of his career. I'm thinking he needs to do something like that again because what they are doing right now offensively is just awful. I mean, you don't have like. Hogard is a fine player, you know, 
but he's not a Denzel Valentine. He's not a Cassius Winston in the sense that he knows where everybody's supposed to be on the floor and can make things happen. So I think that's one of the places it starts is you need to have a point guard who's going to be able to get you have all your get your guys where they're supposed to be, put them in positions to make shots or, you know, set things up and run a smooth offense. Like we haven't had that since Cassius left. I thought we were going to have it with AJ this year. I thought I could see it. And I think it's sort of a complimentary piece with him and and not having a big man because last year the AJ Hogard Marcus <clears throat> Bingham pick and roll game worked pretty well, but they yeah. don't have that this year. Uh, I'm thinking Jeremy Fears could be a guy who he's he seems like a very Izzo guy where he can get guys where they're supposed to be. I'm hoping that's the case, but as of right now, like they have to figure something out offensively, or they're going to be in a lot of trouble because. And 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 I know Rutgers is a their defense is truthfully it, it's a thing of beauty. Like Steve Peichel's defensive schemes are phenomenal. I don't care. Like it's been a thing this whole season. Like you can't consistently get buckets against Nebraska. What the what is that? Below you you were in a dogfight with Fran McCaffrey's defense. Like <gasps> there's something there's something fundamentally wrong. So I think this offseason is going to have to do another one of those things where he consults his buddy Steve Kerr or, or, you know, whoever it may be and get a little help on that end because it's that is the main reason they lost is because they just can't score consistently. The the thing that alarms me most about the half-court offense is how static the non-ball handlers are. I'm not seeing a lot of cutting. I'm not seeing a lot of off-ball screens being set. I'm it's it's pretty much this is how an average off court or half court offense possession goes. Point guard has it at the top of the key, hands it off to the three. The three dribbles, penetrates, nothing there, gets it back to the one. The four comes, hands off to the four, dishes to the two, tries to get it down low. The five has to kick it back out to the corner and they have to take a contested shot because there's three seconds. Just wasted possessions. It there's so much, there's so much purposeless dribbling on on this team. Like Malik was just dribbling and driving to dribbling and drive. There was no attention, right? He wasn't dribbling so he could draw, so he could draw a help defender to open up to open up someone else. Or he wasn't dribbling to he wasn't dribbling to kind of open up a lane for for a cutter. He was just dribbling to dribble. Like, that's not going to win you games in the Big Ten. That's not going to win you games in Division One basketball. It's barely going to win you games at, in JV, in Junior Varsity High School. There, we, don't have, we don't have offensive creators. Like, that's the thing. Like, Tyson Walker is kind of one, but he's reverting back to that, like, scared to shoot Tyson Walker. So if you, even, so if you don't even have that, it's like, you don't want Malik Hall or AJ Hogard or even like Joey Hauser, whoever it is. You don't want them going one-on-one because we can't move the ball. Like that's a recipe for a loss every time. And I think part of the other issue too is like, is Izzo brought this up in his post-game press conference. Uh, like the guys get gassed. So they start like, so they start like not making the correct decisions because they're exhausted. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> yep. 
It's coming back to bite us pretty hard. <laughs> it, it, I, you know, I just don't like whatever. Okay, portal guys have a low hit rate. I fucking get it, combo. Fuck. <laughs> but like to have another body out there to at least be a fresh set of legs outside of like Jason Whiten's <laughs> would be a huge boon to this team. And like, this is another thing I've noticed. I don't know. Like, I don't know if Trey Holloman has been told he's not allowed to shoot, but Trey Holloman needs to start shooting because yeah. he needs to start finding his shooting rhythm. It's ha- it's he's two thirds of the way through his freshman year and I think I've seen him take three shots. Hmm. He had a wide open three in the early in the second half. It was no one was within 15 feet of him. It was basically a shoot around. And instead of taking the shot, he dribble penetrates into nowhere and forces a pass out to out to Tyson Walker. And there's seven seconds on the shot clock. So now Tyson's trying like a madman to get himself a shot. I don't know. I like Carson Cooper, but he shouldn't have to play as much as he is. That's the other thing. Madi, Madi has completely regressed. Yeah, like he, whatever he's... progress we saw with Madi against Gonzaga in Kentucky and like pre-Christmas. It's gone. It's gone. He's back to he's back to last year where he's a total liability. That's why I think Kohler needs the lion's share of the minutes going forward. Is those shots that we saw him miss early in the era starting to fall? It looks like he's starting to put it all together. It's got to be him going forward. Like Sissoko should come off the bench because basically once the game starts, like Maddie Sissoko has picked up two fouls in thirty seconds. So it's like he's just not a positive on the court. He he's very much a net negative. He like he finally learned that he can dunk the ball instead of just like taking these weird bunny layups. So at least he realized that. But yeah, Madi needs to start and Madi needs to be or Kohler needs to be the starting five on, on Tuesday. I just like I don't know. It's so frustrating. He's so frustrating to watch because he'll have like that one, he'll have like those two to five plays where you're like, oh, there he is. And then it's just surrounded by dumb fouls and like, and just boneheaded decisions. It's just in like, he can't hang on to the fucking ball. His hands are the size of a Fucking his hands are the size of a small Yeti cooler and he can't hang on to the fucking ball. Yeah. Kohler is the only big man we have that can catch a ball. I don't get it. It it just sucks to be heading into our third straight year of like sweating our sweating relatively relatively sweating going into March. And I know Carter, are we still, you said last night that we were still an eight seed. I mean, has that changed? I'll check. Okay. I'm sure it has. It has to. And I know it's like, it's a loss. 
like the thing is it's a loss but like it's not a loss that would like tank them that bad that's the thing is like they would have they would have gained oh. more by winning than they would have lost by not winning right but i'll go f- i'll find out right now it's just frustrating to be in the third straight year and be know. completely uncompetitive in the big 10 and having to white knuckle having to white knuckle it until selection sunday yeah that yeah we're still on the eight line Wow. I mean, Purdue well, top overall seed. This is my worst nightmare. Who's the top overall seed? Purdue. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they could afford a loss or two and still say, be but, they, say but they did just lose. Yeah. Which shows which shows that there is a formula to beat Purdue. He's just tall. He's just tall. He's just tall. <laughs> no, so no, like seriously, like if you run a pick and roll. And you switch and you switch a big man out of the point guard, you can either get around Edie or you can dump that down to the mismatch. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably oversimplifying it, but like Indiana did a good job beating them yesterday. He's They're just tall. He's just tall. He's not. Do they just play defense? Like how they beat him? Like, do they just kind of box him out? I didn't actually watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But they did win. I know that. It's just assembly is a tough place to play. But I mean, you know, I'm not making excuses anymore. We're we're no. past that point. Good, good for them. Um, but it it stinks going into a third straight year where we're sweating it in March. And I know that we're probably going to get in. But you know, if we lose a couple of more games that we should win, you know, like I think I said last week that Rutgers wasn't a guaranteed win. Oh, just, okay. I see what happened. Is, it just uh, sucks how we lost. Like if if we lost wire to wire, I don't think I'd be as upset as I was because, like, I had I had I was painting a room yesterday and I had the game on, but like, I had to run out to the store and you know I wanted to watch the final four minutes, but I could just feel that we weren't doing it. Like Malik was missing shots and we just and I think Holloman missed like a layup and he missed his putback and. That just kind of felt at that moment, yeah, I don't think this is happening right now. Yeah, so, I mean, Maryland on Tuesday, it's at home, which is good, but it's not like – Right. They've lost at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're um, – not a guarantee. And then Ohio State on Sunday. Ohio State's fucking awful. They're oh, terrible. Are we, is, that, is that at Columbus? It's in Columbus. Yeah, but they oh. suck. Holtman's just Holtman's just kicking the can until he can until he can move into his until he can move to South Bend. He's uh, and then Notre Dame would even hire him at this point. No, I don't think so. Notre Dame's not a serious basketball program, so they won't. No, they kicked our ass. Um, Minnesota on Wednesday, I believe that one's at home. Yeah, it is. Fucking basement dwellers. Oh, they're so bad. Should be three. Should be three wins in a row. Steven, the the Nepo babies should be in at halftime. <laughs> That's the expectation. The Nepo babies have to be in at halftime. If he isn't, then we're we're gonna be sweating it. Yeah, uh, and then at Michigan, Michigan at Chrysler on Sunday, and Michigan has found their footing on here. That's Saturday. Yeah, night. they have. That's not Sunday. That's Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday nine p.m. Yeah. Tip. That sucks. I'm trying to get a free ticket to that game, but we'll see. We have 9 p.m. tips and one, two, three, yeah, the, four two, of our three, remaining games. 
9 p.m. tip. That's stupid as hell. 9 p.m. tip Tuesday, 9 p.m. tip against Michigan, 9 p.m. against Indiana at home, 9 p.m. against Nebraska. If, Nebraska, we, I get because it'd be eight in Nebraska, but still. Like if we were fully healthy, you know, I could see I could see seven and one or six and two to finish this schedule, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, what what would be our target minimum win total? 19 wins at this point to probably secure a spot. I mean, we could afford a loss to Michigan if we beat Indiana a couple days later. I think by that yeah, time, 19, I think 19 wins kind of has us safely in the field. I think 20 is the magic. 20 is the number where we should be like, okay, we're good. I mean, we should start, you know, it's we're pushing into February. So like around the Iowa game, we'll probably get into our usual rhythm and, Hope so. And win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. Like, yeah. And then win our game against the nine seed and then just get smoked by whoever the one seed is. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get put in the Purdue region or some shit. Yeah. There's no, Duke, like there's, no there's no Duke to put in our region this year. They don't like that. So we probably get put in like Kansas's spot or whoever. Mm-hmm. Wait, they're not going to be a one seed. Jeez. Uh, Kansas's. Tennessee Kansas. will probably be put in like the Tennessee region or something. They have Kansas, Alabama, Purdue, and shoot, who's the other one? Tennessee, Houston, maybe? I think. Houston, Houston, yeah, it's Houston. Houston, yeah, we'll be putting Houston's region because they're. That's the thing is, that's the thing is, this is not the strongest field this year. No. Like that's why it sucks that we're not as good as we could be because, like, yeah. this is a weak field. I will say though, I I have caught a few Houston games this year. Oh, they're filthy. They they're they good. are. They play a beautiful brand of basketball. They're I will say that about Calvin Sampson and Houston. They are just – they are so silky smooth. They, <laughs> they, they run their offense really well. They're, they're stingy on defense. I mean, they're, right now they're, they're my national title pick, honestly. Calvin. Because he's just tall, Rick Barnes, <laughs> and Bill Self is having one hell of a championship hangover this year. So, of the one seeds, I like Houston's odds the most. Calvin Sampson may cheat in broad daylight, but he is—he can. <laughs> he's a really good coach. But he, he can, can coach, coach a goddamn. He's a really team. good coach. He doesn't yeah. need to cheat. That's what's funny. Doesn't need to cheat. He's a great coach. I hope they win it. As a person born in Houston, um, I'll root for them. Why not? They've always been your family. Yep, I've my brothers from Houston, my family, my friends. My partners, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think I said this in our little chat, but or maybe I didn't to you guys, but like, I still feel confident Izzo can do it. But if 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 we're looking at the, it's like the Mel Tucker thing. If we're looking at this type of game gameplay next year, then I think that there's a problem. Like if we can't if we can't get our shit together with Booker, um, I'm Ears sure I'm missing a couple, huh? Booker, Ears, Car, Ears and Car, Ears, and there's another one, right? Eric Norman, Eric Norman, Eric Norman. Yep, there's a couple guys in 24. I'm thinking of, um, and Tyson returning. I don't maybe. think Lee. You think he's coming back? Tyson probably not. I don't think he is. Well, Malik maybe. Yeah, I can Malik. see Malik coming back. I'd like Malik, Malik coming to come back. back. Malik coming back, Aikens coming back, AJ coming back. I I don't know. I think uh, 
I think Kohler and on. Kohler and Kohler and Cooper having a full off season. Yeah, having a full off season in the program. I, I think Madi's going to get left in the dust eventually, and that's no disrespect to him. I just uh, I think he's going to the portal. I think Madi next year. I think Madi and Pierre are portaling. Get him out. That's where yeah, get at. him out. Get him the hell out. Yeah, Pierre. I've Pierre's bummed me out. I mean, he's a sophomore, man. He should. Or is, wait, is he freshman? The no, he's a sophomore. That's right. He should, he should. There should be a little more development with him. That that's been a disappointing one for sure. Some people have said like, "Oh, it's going to take two years for Pierre Brooks to develop." It's like, well, why are you recruiting somebody? For why are we recruiting years? these guys? Why are you getting two years of empty play then? Like, you can't afford that. Yeah, especially if you're only going to carry ten scholarships. That too. Like, yeah, if that you're too, only going to, you're going to have to heavily depend on him in these years that he has to develop, and that's just a recipe for failure. What? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, we we he and like I saw people who um, you know, the, the timeline's been pretty spicy since the loss yesterday. I saw people like, you know, there's the crowd who <laughs> some of the dumbest people I I swear to God, combo attracts the dumbest fans from our from our community. Like Izzo is washed and deserves to be fired, and combo's like, okay, well, who are you gonna replace him with? And they go, it's not my job to dictate who gets who gets to take over as a spot. I'm like, okay, if you're going to have that that take load in the chamber, you got to show me who you want to hire, who you think's better than him. At least with Ross Els, you can make the point that <laughs> fucking that fucking a house cat playing Madden would be a better coach than him. Put me and in, put me you, in the box, Mel Tucker. I can do it. Yeah, I would do it. So. But yeah, like if you're gonna call for Izzo's head, you better have an idea of who's gonna replace him. I, I want and a I'll, PowerPoint presentation of who you think will replace him. And I'll give y'all a hint. Nate Oates isn't leaving Alabama. No, that was a bummer. Yeah, yeah a lot of the guys who Ugh. people have wanted to replace Izzo are not looking great. So yeah, I mean Nate Oates, he's just signed what not, a six, seven year. Yeah, he's not leaving. No, he'll never leave. Um, why would he? Why would you leave? Why would yeah. you leave Alabama? You have none of the pressure of being the premier sport of you of your university. Oh, and you, you, have, get, you don't have the pressure of succeeding Tom Izzo. You yeah. get a, you get a bottomless NIL bag every year, and and you get and you just get to bring in top five recruiting classes. By and you don't have to do anything it. with them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you, like, uh, you just put a you just put a Brandon Miller in the league every couple of years, and it's like, all right, could basically be. The I did what I had. To, I did what I had to do. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Izzo's going to be gone. I think within the next five years, but I mean, I I don't see anyone else suitable enough to replace him. So it's I don't think bad. And people yeah, are going to really people are going to really miss Izzo once he's gone. Miss him yet? Missing did, did you guys did you guys see um did you guys see that article of Jim Beheim yelling at clouds? Yeah. <laughs> what was he bitching about like the current landscape of college? Yeah, he was bitching about NIL. He was like, you have teams like Pittsburgh that bought their team, teams like Wake Forest, which have bought their teams. Buddy. That's how they do it now. <laughs> Buddy, like listen, he used Miami, which is a good example. But you can't be running around saying Wake Forest bought their basketball team. <laughs> like, 
Wake Forest wins like seven games every year. Wake Forest hasn't been relevant in college basketball since fucking Chris Paul left. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, Jim? I mean, I even I told and Bayhan used to Bayhan used to drop bags all the time. Yeah, it's like, like still he's does. not wrong. He's not wrong that players are being bought, but like he's not the person who should be saying that. Oh boy. It's like Palpatine bitching about how Kylo Ren runs the Empire. It's like, bro. It's like... SpongeBob cop meme turning around looking at the poster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the NFC apparently won the Pro Bowl. That's cool. Okay. Uh, Jalen Ramsey laid out Tyreek Hill, which I thought was pretty funny. That's funny. Why do you why do you tackle him? I like Jalen Ramsey. Future. You do. Permanent Ram. Not future lion. Um, yeah. So what up? Other we can talk NBA because I mean football. We signed a, a three star safety, right? Yeah, uh, Philip in Davis. Before, in before he becomes like a like a three time first team All Big Ten. Or yeah. Something. Anyway. Yep. Might he'll 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 beat out a bunch of five stars or four stars. Um, yeah. NBA. Some crazy shit is happening as we speak. Um, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Boy, it, him in the city of Dallas is great. Um, the the conspiracy theories he can think of, he can concoct there. He's gonna miss practice to just yeah. Like, he's gonna be grassy knoll every day. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna buy season. He's gonna buy a season pass to the book depository. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally the hold up, let him cook meme. Like when when he goes to look at the grassy knoll and uh, the, the spot where JFK got shot, like. Boy, that's something. I mean, and that's not a bad deal they had to give up for him because they gave up nothing. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's basically probably thinking we, we it's we over. Give him up right now and get something out of him, or he just let it, we let him walk and we get nothing. Because I, Kevin Durant might be traded any like in the next gonna, couple couple he, days. He's not staying. the The Brooklyn Nets experiment turned out to be a big failure. I mean, did Harden even last a full season? I don't think he did. Uh, no, he didn't. No. Oh. no, he got acquired in like 2021 and then got traded last year, I think. Yeah. Like in like yeah. February of last year's deadline. Yeah. Yeah. So I that mean, just didn't, it, it didn't work out. And it just, I wonder who's, I mean, Kyrie's a little batshit crazy, but they're all, they're all weird in their own ways, but like, I mean, Durant is probably going to the Suns, it looks like. They're going to try to get him. It's the same thing that was going on in June. Like, Yeah. It looks like they might actually throw in DeAndre Ayton. He didn't want to come back to Phoenix either. <laughs> no. It looks it looks like they're going to do it. I mean, I've someone was saying that he – I don't know how verified they were, but there was some verified account going around saying that he's verified – or traded – but I think it's going to happen by probably what the deadline's Thursday, 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 the ninth. So I bet by Tuesday, he'll get traded. Um, yeah, they're going to blow it up. It looks like, or at least those guys will move on. They'll get a considerable amount of draft capital though. So they could, if they have the right people, they could rebuild pretty quickly, but I don't know what their plans are. If they want to tank, you know, a little bit, or I think in terms of Dallas, like I would be more bothered by like of anything that was in that trade package. Like I would be the most bothered by giving up Dorian Finney-Smith because I think he's a good three and D wing. Yeah, but, I mean, other they than liked that, him a lot. Like Dinwiddie's fine. 
and then you traded like wow. a 2029 20, first or something. So, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with and thankfully for yeah, and thankfully for Luca, you know, he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to put up 53 and like scrape by six point wins over the Pistons anymore and stuff like <laughs> that. Like, that's got to yeah, be totally awful. forgot he was a Piston. Wow, I blocked that whole era out of my head. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie was. I should probably block this era out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe this season though, but they'll be back at the top of the lottery. Yeah. When we get uh, Wem- Wemby, it's going to be great. Victor, want to slap your mama? I, um, no, I think this is, I think it's a good trade for Dallas, right? I yeah. think you're getting, you're, excuse me, you're getting Luca help and Kyrie doesn't start, Kyrie doesn't start imploding the locker room until like month nine, anyways. So, you know, he'll be fine for the rest of this season. So I think in the long run, um, that that should help them avoid the play-in too. I mean, they might lose a couple games off the start to get him to help him find his footing. But that should, you know, I mean, they're, they're they're right there <laughs> where the play-in line is. Yeah, I mean, that honestly should push them into the upper half of the West, honestly, because like yeah, I mean, West I can good, but it's not Kings? that good. What the Kings are good? Yeah, the Kings are pretty good. Sabonis, <laughs> I'm the way Sab- behind. <laughs> The Sabonis, the Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton trade was an absolute win-win. Yeah. Wow, the Celtics and Nuggets are are the number one seeds. Holy hell. Yeah. The Celtics, or not the the Nuggets have the most efficient starting five by like plus minus. This is yeah, I'm it's like uh, I've been in a coma and I'm just finally looking up the standards. Is Gary is Gary Harris still in Denver or is that no he's in Orlando? He writes. Yeah. He rides the bench in Orlando. It makes he got sad. treated. Yeah, that's it's Jover. It's Jover. It's Jover. Uh, okay, interesting. He got hurt like a couple like, of years ago, and that was it. Oh, the Rockets actually have a worse record than the Pistons. Oh, they are so bad. They scored 121 points yesterday and oh. lost by 30. <laughs> that's the tanking. That's tanking done right. Oh my. The Spurs, wow, the Spurs might compete with us for the worst record. Yeah, they're back. They're they're bad. Their best player is Keldon Johnson. What's what's, what's Pop's plan there? Yeah, that's what I want. He's got to be done. Like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know how much more he can put up with this because he's like, tainting his record. <laughs> because the franchise is clearly tanking. They did nail it with the Jeremy Sohan pick, Michigan State recruiting priority. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, are you guys watching the Grammys tonight? Uh, no. You see your your girl won uh, best music video. Who my my girl Taylor Swift? Fuck yeah, she did. All I think all too well. It had to be all too well. The ten minute version, absolutely. It's the finest piece of art made in twenty twenty two. You're like uh, I was watching Talladega Nights last night. Uh, you're just every every time you talk about that, you just go it won the Oscar for best movie ever. <laughs> I watched that Highlander movie. It was shit. It was shit. Uh, so you saw a Knock at the Cabin, and you liked it. I did see. I did. I did see Knock at the Cabin. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's pretty. Um, it's a pretty straightforward thriller, but it, it does have a few things going for it. I, I wasn't crazy about. 
I wasn't crazy about the ending. Um, I felt like the ending was a little too predictable. But is it a I, twist or is it their show? No, there, twist? there's really no twist. I mean, it's kind of like hmm, there's really no twist. Um, but Dave Bautista was really good. Uh, Jonathan Groff was awesome. Um, and I just, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was solid. Like it was a solid, like kind of just run of the mill thriller. Better than, better than old, better than old, way better than old. The beach that makes you old. (laughs) The beach that makes you old. Oh my God, we're old. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, and we're, we're about a week and a half from Ant-Man, from Quantumania. Uh, reactions are coming out tomorrow. I know a lot of test screen or a lot of uh, early screenings are starting. So yeah, the first wave of reaction is just like are just like the Iger pay pigs. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. mind blowing. It's gonna. It's ambitious. There it is. The yeah. hierarchy. Yeah. The hierarchy <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is about to change. That's my that's my favorite rock tweet ever because like a week later it just like it just bottomed out and James Gunn probably told him to fuck off. I mean um, he was right. I mean he was right. Like the yeah. hierarchy of the DC universe did change. Carter, did you did you ever see Black Adam? No. <laughs> and, Would you believe me if I told you that uh the song Paint It Black was used? I would believe you if that was <laughs> the case. It it's one of those movies if you're bored and it's on T it's a TNT movie for sure. <laughs> um, it if you're bored and you're, and you're and TNT's on it, it, check it out. But it's so just it's just cookie cutter. It's the definition of a cookie cutter comic book movie. It was insane how by the book it was, and it made me pissed off at the Rock just so much more. <laughs> and yeah, Dave Bautista already proved that he's the best wrestling actor. For sure, like not no, like it's not even close. I mean, the guys, the guy is incredible. Nothing even says rudderless ship like DC movies C- right now. Cena, Cena's second, but uh, um, yeah, Batista's number one. Um, shoot, is there anything else to talk about? Because I mean, we'll save our Super Bowl preview for this week. John Morant. Oh yeah, what? Okay, so what happened with John Morant? Some people after the Pacers. Uh, <clears throat> Memphis game. Some some of Ja apparently some of his like associates mm-hmm. like started pressing some Pacers people, some players, and they were saying like, "Come get some of this." Like you don't know what we got. You don't know how we roll. And I guess one member of the Pacers had a laser pointed at them mm-hmm. from a from a van mm-hmm. that John ja Morant was in. Hmm. So it's like, what's uh, what what's going on with this? So they think it was a gun. Yeah, yeah. They thought okay. there was like a a red dot being pointed at him. Hmm. It's like yeah. why? It's like why is John ja Morant doing that? Like Stupid. why is he getting yeah. involved with stuff like that? Why is John ja Morant beefing with the Indiana Pacers? <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Like of any team to just not care about. It's that. A team that I think has never won a championship or anything, right? Nope. 
like pretty much the definition of irrelevancy. Just just there. <laughs> their most famous, their most famous, the, the thing they're most known for is the Reggie Miller choke <laughs> gift. Or the fight at the palace. Yep. Yeah. One of the two. Um I mean, I think I'm I think we're pretty good for the for t- for this week until later in the week we do Super Bowl, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, we're gonna cut it short. I'm gonna upload this and then we will come back at you later this week with Super Bowl Super Bowl preview. We're not gonna record on Super Bowl Sunday and Saturday. I have to go to a birthday party on the east side of the state. So hey. we'll, uh, I'm going to Mitch's Mitch's party. Uh oh. In case you're listening, Mitch, I'm sure you are. Um, I am interested. Thank for the invite. So I will be there. Um, fellas, good good little pod. And uh, happy birthday to the birthday boy, Spartan Dog. Thank you, guys. You had a good one. Yeah, did have a good one. Happy birthday to him. Um, you know, our, our special boy turning 20, 26 years old. Um, all right, everybody. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get Brett to send the, uh, the Mel gift with the cake. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Uh, fellas go green. Go white. Go green. Thank.